0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Crime Cults and Coffee.
1: I'm Kelsey. And I'm Brynn. As always, we're going to be starting off our episode with what coffee we're drinking today. Uh, Today's coffee is Quorum International, or Quorum International Industries. The flavor is Jamaican Me Crazy. It's literally amazing. (laughs) It's Jamaican Me Crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We actually first found out about this coffee through our aunt's tea shop. It's called Sweet Teas. It's in like, Belmar. Yeah, it's yeah. spelled T-E-A-S-E, like it's teasing you, Sweet yeah. Teas. Sweet Teas. <laughs> yeah, um, and it was so good, we had to buy a couple bags,
0: and we wanted to drink it today. Yeah, we've been drinking it every so often, because we're, like, savoring it, we're yeah. keeping it, uh, keeping stock of it at home, but it's so good. Yes. Seriously, so, if you're in the area, stop into Sweet Teas and have some because it's like all of our favorite coffees.
1: Yeah. And I mean, her coffee, well, coffee slash tea shop is mm-hmm. actually like the cutest place ever it too. Is. And she's so sweet.
0: She's like <laughs> the sweetest lady. <laughs> and cute. She, she actually is doing, like, did you know she's doing themed teas right now? They're, no. Like theme tea parties. I knew the themed tea party. She did a Harry Potter one. Yeah, and she dressed up.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so oh. cute. The whole thing is so cute.
1: Yeah, her name is Kate. Go in there and tell her we um, sent you there. Yeah. And you can always follow her on Instagram, too. I'm not sure if she has a Facebook, but her Instagram, I'm sure if you look up Sweet Teas, yeah. you'll find it. I don't know the handle right now off the top of my really head. Really good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the coffee itself. Um, let me Go take, ahead, a, you take sip a sip and explain <laughs> what I'm
0: tasting. <laughs> explain to me what's on your tongue. All right, so
1: here you want to it's see? like kind of nutty, but the flavor—the best way to mm. explain it—the flavor mm. t- literally tastes like what the coffee smells like, which yeah. you don't get that often.
0: No. Um, how would you explain the taste? I don't know. It's really strong. I feel like if you really want to be woken up, this is actually my favorite tea to drink when I'm like extremely tired. Or coffee, sorry. When I'm extremely tired, mm-hmm. like I have your mom brew a pot because it's so good and it like actually wakes you up. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a really jolt. strong. It almost yeah.
1: see. It almost tastes like when you put like an espresso shot in your coffee. Yeah, or something. exactly.
0: Yeah, very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, we
1: also have hazelnut creamer in it though, so I don't yeah. know if that's like altering the taste a bit, but it's like. Definitely a top coffee, yeah, I think.
0: I agree. Yeah. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. And actually, I think your mom always puts cinnamon in it sometimes. Yeah. And it's really good like that.
1: Yeah. So good.
0: Highly recommend Get you Making Me Crazy from Sweet Teas. Yeah. All
1: right, Um, right. Let's get going, I guess, with episode two. So grab your coffee and have a morning with us.
0: Okay. So today we're going to be talking about sabina and ursula erickson this case is literally insane we had so much fun researching it
1: yeah there's so many details we're hoping it doesn't take like forever and a day but
0: we figure the more details the better with this case because we want everyone to kind of put it together in their own head as we did
1: yeah it involves i mean just super super strange stuff and murder.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so I guess we'll start off with a backstory of kind of the both of these people, Sabina and Ursula. They're twins, identical twins. They were born on November third, nineteen sixty-seven, in Varmland, Sweden. I hope I'm saying that right. Varmland. Larmament. Vermland. Vermland. I wrote
1: down the pronunciation. Okay, yeah, I guess And they, I It, it was Sun Vermland, Sweden. Yeah. That. But we're probably not saying it with the right <laughs> accent. Vermland.
0: I don't know. Vermland. <laughs> um they were at the time of this case in their 30s. Um and they have an older brother. Can you say his name? Bjorn. Bjorn. <laughs> and an older sister, Mona. Um and basically, they grew up in pretty poor living conditions growing mm-hmm. up. Their home life wasn't great. I mean, didn't say too much. I didn't find too much, actually, about their no, home life. It was just bad. There
1: was not much background. Yeah. yeah. Um, by 2000, Ursula was living in the U.S. And mm-hmm. Sabina was living in Mallow County, Cork, Ireland, with her partner and two children. And they, they like, lived apart, but they stayed in contact. Like, it... I read in an article that they messaged each other,
0: like, every day. Yeah. I read that, too. They were, like, basically at least called each other and talked on the phone or texted at least once a day. Yeah. So, they were still really close.
1: And um, they had no history of mental health issues or criminal charges in their youth. So prelude to what's gonna happen. <laughs> what's about to happen, <laughs> like, obviously there wasn't a history of it. Yeah. Is what we're
0: gonna say. Yeah. Okay. So, basically we'll start off with May 16th, 2008. This is when Ursula, um, who was living in America at the time, decided to visit her sister, Sabina, who lived in Mallow County, Cork, Ireland at the time. So she came back, she was going for a visit to visit her sister. She hadn't seen her in a couple years is what I read.
1: Yeah, it was the first time they were seeing each other in years. Yeah. Even though they stayed in contact, just, like, physically
0: seeing each other. Yeah. Yeah, so they arrived, she arrived on May 16th, and basically Sabina's husband said that from the moment they walked into, like, she walked into the door, they were inseparable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was almost weird from what I got to him, Mm -hmm. like, how close they were.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can get, like, not seeing your sister in a while, like, years, Mm -hmm. that you you would want to do everything together the second you saw each other, but the way they worded it, it almost sounded like it was, like, like, beyond natural, like, beyond it made it like in my head i was thinking oh my god they went into the bathroom together like you do with a girl another girl when you're out like that's what i was getting is like they literally weren't
0: leaving each other's side yeah that's kind of what i got too the hu- uh, basically the husband was like almost a little bit weirded out by it from mm-hmm. what i was reading it seemed but i don't know super inseparable from the me- moment they walked she walked in the door and it basically he was like you know it was like they never Left off. Like, they picked off right where they left off. Right. From their last time they saw each other. Uh, and then... So, they decided that night that they were gonna pack up their bags and go to Liverpool. Secretly. Secretly. Secretly pack up their bags. Yeah. They were sneaking... Literally sneaking around the house. Packing stuff. Packing a bag. Yeah. And her husband, like, knew of it from what I'm... When I read... He knew that they were, like, packing like, being weird, like, sneaking around. Yeah. But he didn't know that they actually left until, like, after the fact.
1: Yeah. They were also assumed to travel by ferry. Yeah. Um. This was never, like, they never knew this for sure, but the CCTV showed them in Liverpool City Center, and they were, like, they just assumed that they got there by ferry.
0: Yeah. I read that they assumed that, too, and the weird thing to me is, like, Nobody on the ferry that they would have been on was able to ID them. Yeah. Which is, like, so strange. It. Yeah. Yeah. So they magically got to Liverpool somehow. Mm-hmm. Magic. <laughs> that was on the 16th <laughs> yes. they left, and they arrived on the 17th at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. They went directly to St. Ann's police station in Liverpool, and basically Sabina said my children aren't safe in Ireland, like, you need to do something.
1: Yeah, she was, like, super concerned for the safety of her children. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is, um, the police contacted officers in Dublin and, like, said they would do a follow-up and stuff with her. And they also were questioning her, though, like, why'd you travel all the way overseas instead of just going... So, the police in Ireland or calling the police in Ireland if you're so concerned for the well-being of your children. Like, why did you travel all the way to Liverpool to tell us this? And also, like, why aren't your kids with you? Yeah. If you're concerned for them, why'd you leave them with your husband?
0: Travel overseas without them. Did you read why she was concerned? I couldn't find that anywhere.
1: No, but, um sabina had a fight with her partner the previous night okay that's the only thing that i read i mean who knows the fight literally could have
0: been like wash the dishes or the right. fight could have been like why are intense you, yeah yeah like crazy yeah so sabina says you know my two kids are in danger they're not safe in ireland The police took it seriously from what I read. They made a report back to the station in Ireland, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of left at that. And this next part just weirds me out. Like, right off the bat, I was like, this is weird. Like, when they were left alone, the twins were left alone in the station while they were making the report for, like, a minute while the police officer walked out. Mm Mm-hmm. And they snuck out the back and left.
1: Yeah, which is, like, so odd. Like, instead of answering his questions, like, oh, like, why did you leave your children? Like, the second they could, they snuck snuck out of the police station. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm here
0: to report my children are in danger. Let me run away. Bye. Peace.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: uh, okay. So, 1130 a.m., we kind of jumped to that. Yep. They get on the National Express coach to London. And, again, nobody was able to ID them being on the coach, is what I read. Nobody admitted to them being on the coach other than the bus driver, from what I read.
1: Yeah, like, there were there were reports that passengers reported odd behavior mm-hmm. to the um, driver, mm-hmm. but... None of these people have ever come forward being like, oh yeah, I was on the bus with them. Yeah. I reported this, or yeah, I remember this happening. They were acting really strange. Yeah, none of those like yeah. that's just like I don't know. Like it's just so weird. Do you want to talk about why they were being weird? Okay. So, um the driver the people noticed things happening. And the driver noticed that the behavior was getting more and more erratic. They were holding on to their bags. They refused to put them in luggage hold. And, like, they were, like, literally holding them to their chest, like, protecting them with their lives. Mm-hmm. And the driver asked to search their luggage for illegal items because, he, I mean, at this point you see someone not putting their bags overhead they're holding it to their chest. You're probably thinking, "Oh God, there's like there's something a bomb or something, or something bad." Yeah. Yeah. And they refused, so he um, he ordered them off the bus. And the police report this is this was strange too. Yeah. He ordered them off the bus because of their weird behavior, but the police report ended up saying they were feeling unwell. And that's why they got off. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't know why that would have been recorded in the report when clearly like they were kicked off the bus. But, um, they got off at Keele Services Motorway Service Station, which was not a scheduled rest stop. Meaning, like, they literally stopped there to boot them off the bus.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, this happened around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And when they got off this bus, they headed to the back of the complex.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: So... They didn't just, like, get out and stand outside, like, oh, God, we just got kicked off. They headed straight to the back of the complex, which is even weirder. Like, why are you doing that? That's really weird. So, from there, the driver, um, told the manager of the service, of the service station, like, why he just kicked them off the bus. And the service manager ended up calling the police because she, like, further was, like, this is, like, they're being really strange Do they have explosives in their bags? Do they have, like, some kind of weapon in their bags? So she ended up calling the police from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I had, too. Like, she thought it was basically explosives. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're working at a service station. Things like that could happen. Right. Theoretically. So she was concerned. Right. the police.
1: And um, they said that they were, like, really fixated on their bags and they were doing, like, Movements that like normal people weren't wouldn't do, like they were just like moving weirdly, like like erratically, like they Ew. were doing things that like wouldn't make sense. Like they would be standing in one spot and then just like moving over to another spot, like without a rhyme or reason, which is just like
0: that's really weird. We I mean, didn't know that,
1: yeah, but not the weirdest thing that it they're gets about to do. weird.
0: <laughs> not the weirdest thing they're about to do. Please stay with us on this because it's so good,
1: yeah. Like we're trying to put everything. In the best order possible, but there's just so many details, like, you have to pay attention. So, basically, the police were, like, you're not a threat. They came, they checked them out, they're, like, they're not a
0: threat. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna let them go. They were acting normal and happy when the police got there. Which is the first alarm that should go off in anyone's head, like... Right, oh, their behavior suddenly changed. They can put on a front. Right. So... Basically, they left the service station Mm -hmm. because, you know, the police were just like, leave, you're weirding these people out. Yeah, this was a little after 1 p.m. Yeah, left the service station and security footage caught them walking down the median of the M6 highway. So basically, this is like a really busy roadway.
1: And during like a really busy hour of the day, like Mm -hmm. 1 o'clock. They said that there was traffic, like, flying on both sides of the highway.
0: Yeah, and since this is such a busy highway, they have people, like, their job is to monitor um, footage of, like, live footage of what's going on on the highway just in case, you know, Mm -hmm. anything weird. Like, this shit happens. So, they get, you know, they get this footage and they're like, okay, there's two women walking down the median. Like, what is going on?
1: Let's also note that in this place in Liverpool, or wherever they are by now in England, mm-hmm. this is a law on the M6 highway that no one can walk down the center of the motorway. So, like, this is a known law.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're just... Just prancing waltzing down, down
1: Waltzing down Main Street U... Main Street UK. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give any
0: fucks. No. Zero fucks given. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then what happens next do you have anything else before the crazy part
1: oh um there no i'll add this in after the crazy part because this might give something away but there was a comment made by their older
0: brother bjorn about the situation yeah later on i got that too okay so they're walking down the median you know happy as can be and sabina tries to cross the fucking highway as cars are zooming by, literally, and she gets hit by a red sedan. That's mm-hmm. what I had. Minor injuries. Yeah, she was, like, she was like, grazed. like grazed. Yeah, barely even touched. But still.
1: But still, like, wouldn't that make you be like, "Oh shit! <laughs> I better like get off this friggin' highway and not just like walk down it like it's my runway." Yeah.
0: Exactly. So immediately, you know, officers were called, and actually, they were filming. From what I got from it is there was, like, a, f- a camera crew kind of filming the cops during, like, throughout their daily routine. Yes,
1: but they weren't actual cops. Mm-hmm. They were highway agency officers. Yeah. And the Central Motorway Police Group. Yeah. So, that's, like, basically, they're, they're just, they can't make, like, um like, citizens arrests or anything. They're in charge of, like, highway patrol. Oh, Okay. That's what I read anyway. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, completely accurate, but... Yeah. They're, like, in charge of, like... I mean, usually you wouldn't have two women running down the middle of a highway. Right. So they're in charge of probably, like, accidents and... They're, like, the first y- people at the yeah, scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So they come there. They're talking to the sisters, like, Sabina and Ursula. They're like, what are you guys doing? Why are you... You know, what what is going on? And they seem pretty calm at this point. Like... The officers were able to talk to them. They were actually... I read somewhere they were, like, sitting there smoking with the officers. Yeah. Like, it was calm. Yep. And just a side note, Sabina was wearing a visor that said, quote, time to believe, end quote. Yeah. Just remember that for later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, the people... The reason they had a small television crew with them... Mm -hmm. I read in one article that it was... They were a crew from traffic cops. And then I read in another article... That they were a crew from Motorway Cops. These are both BBC programs. And I looked it up to be like, oh, which one was it? But both of these programs exist. Right. So, either Traffic Cops or Motorway Cops just happened to be filming while, like, while this whole
0: situation was going on. Right. Yeah. They were, like, shadowing them. Yeah, basically, like, filming everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, I actually watched... The video leading up into this point. And Same. And they were all just kind of, like, literally hanging out, like, on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing's going on. They're filming the cops talking to each other. Yeah,
1: basically, it's, it reminded me of the show Cops. Like, yeah. Like, in the United States where, um, they just film arrests and, like, highway, like, highway incidents and stuff like that.
0: Right. So, out of nowhere, and the camera catches this, Ursula takes off into the road... And an officer actually tried grabbing her by the coat to pull her back, but she slipped out of it, Mm -hmm. and she made it across, like, I think two lanes of the highway, and she ran right into the side of, like, a semi-truck going 56 miles an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm laughing because it's uncomfortable. (laughs) britton uncomfortably laughs
1: for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. I don't. (laughs) Literally, just like yeah. I swear, I like got in trouble a lot in high school because like teachers would be yelling at me and I'd be like laughing, like. (laughs) But I'm like I'm not laughing like to be like an asshole. Like I'm laughing because like that's just what I. I, When something makes me uncomfortable, nervous, or like or if someone someone gets gets hurt. (laughs) Like, I don't, I looked it up because I was actually like, is there something wrong with me? And it said yes. it's like your body's like defense mechanism trying to like make things seem like not as bad as they are. Right. So, <laughs> so Brim would have been the
0: cop on the side of the road laughing. Like, oh as my god, are you okay? She got <laughs> crushed by this giant truck. Yeah. Her legs, basically from the waist down, she was like shattered. Yeah. Her shoes were all over the highway. They like... were they were completely crushed by the
1: front wheels of this truck. Yeah. And the truck was, I actually wrote it down, Mercedes-Benz Actros uh, 2546,
0: whatever the fuck that means. If you're truckies. Um, <gasps> that's what it was. That's what it is. Yes. So she's like crushed in the middle of the road from the waist down. Yeah. Um, Everyone's kind of shaken up by it because they obviously weren't expecting it. And then within seconds
1: after her, Sabina ran into the road. And oh my God, I can't laugh. This is just, I'm so uncomfortable. She was. <laughs> I'm laughing, friend. Okay, okay. Okay. She was hit head on by a Volkswagen Polo and she smashed into the windshield. And this truck, this was tra- traveling faster than the truck. So, it was going faster than 56 miles per hour. Oh, my God.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, this... It's awful.
0: There's a video... That video video is awful. There's a video of it, and the entire windshield is, like, smashed.
1: Yeah. Like, I I wasn't laughing when I watched the video. I'm only laughing recapping right now. Yeah. It's It's really sad. It's really sickening. So, if you have, like, a weak stomach or don't like stuff like that,
0: do not watch this video. Yeah. Please don't. We'll put it up on our page, though, and everything in case you do... Like, the link in case you do want to see it. Mm Mm-hmm. But... She was unconscious for 15 minutes after that happened. Yeah. After she got hit. And that was Sabina. But miraculously, they both fucking survived. And they were both,
1: like, okay. Yeah. Except for Ursula's legs being crushed, they were both completely
0: okay. Yeah. Which is just, like, insane. Right. And the cop that was there, actually, um, was basically, like, on any other ordinary day with any other people, like, this would have killed them. This should have killed them. Mm -hmm. Like, they were so confused why these two didn't die. Mm
1: -hmm. And, like, the fact that, I mean, like, Sabina was unconscious for 15 minutes, (gasps) but after she gets back up and starts walking again, like, nothing happened, and then we'll get to that, but Ursula also was trying to get up and walk, and she had crushed legs. Mm -hmm. Like, she was, like, trying to move while still like this. Yeah, was it, was it her that was spitting at the cops? Um, yeah, Ursula was spitting, screaming, and scratching the cops after this happened, saying, I recognize you, I know you're not real. Mm-hmm. And then Sabina was screaming, they're going to steal your organs, and... There's I read though there's varying stories about Sabina saying both of those comments. It's I kinda was hard say to tell that. on film. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's hard to tell and like I got mixed reviews from different articles on who said what. Yeah. But one of the two said these things. Right. And now that we said
1: that part, yeah. I'm gonna go back to the um their older brother Bjorn
0: mm-hmm.
1: saying that Like later on, after all this happened,
0: yeah, he did an interview. Yeah,
1: they told him
0: they were fleeing from maniacs, which is like, do you think he believed this or was he like? Uh, I'm confused. I mean, at the same time, just relaying the message. I mean,
1: it's not a confirmed statement. It was just like said that this happened, but like. I don't know. I feel like maybe just as their brother, he was like, oh, well, I'm just gonna believe what they said. It's better than them just, like, doing this for no reason. I don't know. Right. Well, let's get it. Let's get more into it. There's a lot more.
0: Mike, if you ever decide to run down the highway, I'll cover for you. Don't worry. That's my brother, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so just a random fact mixed in. I didn't know where to put it. After the fact of these them getting hit and everything on the highway, they found like multiple cell phones across the highway. Did you see that? Well, the
1: police also checked their bags that yeah. they had, and all they found was, like you said, the multiple cell phones, mm-hmm. one passport, one laptop, and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I saw that too. So that's what they were like, is that what the bags they were holding? Yeah, and is that like what they were like sneaking around the house packing the night before? Right.
0: <laughs> like, why were you like, how are you just packing this? Like, let me grab your cigarettes. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Do you have the laptop? <laughs> just one passport <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> we have the same face. We'll just sneak it. Yeah. In. I don't uh, know.
1: It's just it's very weird. strange. All right. So then, um, as we mentioned, Sabina ended up standing up and she started screaming for the police and help, mm-hmm. which was already there.
0: Yeah, but she wasn't realizing her. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, a female officer then tried to calm her down, but Sabina started running into traffic again, saying, Why do you kill me? Mm-hmm. And that the police were not real. Yeah. Which, like, okay, you're in a full blown delusion or something. I think something
0: mentally is going on with both of them at this point. Yeah. Which we'll get into. Yeah.
1: She then hit an officer in the face before running into the traffic on the other side of the highway
0: mm-hmm.
1: and luckily the vehicles on the other side didn't hit her. They were able to like slow down in time or they were going slow enough where she like kind of weaved through them, Through them, not sure, I just know she didn't get hit.
0: Yeah, that's what I saw too.
1: Yeah. And they, the police slash highway patrol that were there ended up catching up with her and restrained her. They handcuffed and sedated her and put her into an ambulance. Oh, they sedated her?
0: Yeah. I feel like at that point, you kind of have to.
1: Yeah. She was, like, completely out of control. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and like we said, this can all be, this can all be found online if you want to see the, well, except for, like, the cat, the chasing and the sedation, Mm -hmm. but the, um, accidents, them running into the cars and stuff and my jaw is literally
0: dropped yeah every time I watch it and I watched it a couple times yeah to see exactly like what exactly
1: happened. what happened yeah um and I mean at that point I think the police were questioning like either like some kind of like mental yeah illness or drugs or a suicide pact like you're like what the fuck is going on.
0: Yeah, I, the cop in the, one of the videos actually said like immediately I thought some kind of substance abuse. Mhm. And you know, they were kind of just out of their minds at that point. Yeah. So they were Sabina was actually taken to the police station because she was confirmed uninjured after a quick visit to the hospital.
1: Yeah, she was only in the hospital for 5 hours. Mm-hmm. She was taken there 5 hours later and Ursula is actually airlifted, Mm -hmm. um, to the hospital, whereas Sabina obviously just, like, went into an ambulance.
0: Yeah. So, Ursula kind of, her part kind of drops off here. Obviously, she is in the hospital. She recovers for months in the hospital. Yeah. But if you can believe it, it gets literally crazier at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, this story is insane.
1: There's just so much. Yeah. Yeah. And over a course of, like, two days.
0: Yeah. This is all within, like, two days. Yeah. Literally, three days, maybe. Um, Sabina was taken to the police station. And what I read, it was, like, she was weird with the officer. She was actually like, being, like, flirty.
1: Yeah. And she was, like, super calm. Like, right. she wasn't acting hurt. She but, was mad she had to take her jewelry off.
0: Yeah. Which, to me, comes across, like, immediately when I heard, like, flirty, I thought of, like, borderline personality disorder. Yeah. But that doesn't explain all the other stuff that's happened. Let's throw but... in
1: there, Kelsey's actually a PA, <laughs> so she, like, kn- somewhat, like, she knows this shit. I yeah. don't. <laughs> I'm excited.
0: I did a lot of research, actually, on their syndrome that we're going to talk about. So yeah. So, I'm pumped. Um, where were we? Oh, that she was being flirty. Yeah, she was being really flirty and, like... Just weird after the incidents that she went through. Did you
1: write down, like, what she said to the officers? No. She said, quote, We say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows. Maybe two. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking... Creepy fucking people. (laughs) now. So weird. So weird. Dun dun I should have actually read that in a better voice. Yeah. Well Let me redo it. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it in a better voice. Okay, please. We say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows. Maybe two. Like it's so creepy. Higher brand. <laughs> it's so she creepy. really wants to be an actress. <laughs> Not really, but it's like creepy as fuck. Like that's yeah. like, I pictured like Twilight
0: Zone. Me too. And like, if you're keeping track at this point, an accident happened. At least one more follows, which they ran in the street the mm-hmm. second time. And maybe, maybe another too. one. Which hmm. Hmm. I
1: wonder if this girl is a psychic. Yeah. Or if she knows what's coming next. Right.
0: And it gets fucking crazy. Yeah. Remember, there's murder somewhere in here.
1: Yes. So now we're on to May 19th, 2008. Sabina was released from court and pleaded guilty to the charges of punching an officer and trespassing on the highway. And she was sentenced to one day in custody, (laughs) but because she spent that one night in the police station, time served, and she's out. Yeah. And let's keep in mind during this time she had no full psychiatric
0: evaluation. They just figured, you know, everything that happened was normal. Yeah. It's fine. She doesn't need a psych eval. No, she just felt like going for a jog on the highway and like
1: <laughs> <laughs> seeing if she could be a stunt woman and like smacking into a car and then just yeah. like not even Oh, we forgot to mention, she didn't even ask about her sister the entire time she was in the police station
0: to but see if she was okay. Yeah, it's fine. We just ran into traffic together, but I'm totally fine mentally.
1: Yeah. And, like, her legs were crushed, but I don't really... I'm not wondering how my sister's doing. Yeah. All right. So, following her release, she was stranded in Stoke-on-Trent, which is a city in England. And she started wandering the streets, possibly looking for a hospital for her sister. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe just wandering, going for a stroll. Uh, She was carrying her possessions, which were a laptop. And $1,300 American money in cash.
0: In a plastic bag.
1: In a clear plastic bag <laughs> that the police gave her. Right.
0: And she was wearing Ursula's green top. I have that too. When did they have time to switch clothing? I don't know because in the video, Ursula is wearing the green shirt as she's crippled on the highway. Wait a second, I just had a thought. What?
1: Did they mix the girls up and this was Ursula the whole time? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> No, I'm not going to blame something on someone else, but, like, just, like, how did they, like,
0: how was she wearing Ursula's green shirt? I don't know. Unless they meant, like, I don't know, when they packed their luggage or something, that she had her shirt instead of her own? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's 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 weird weird that that was, like, a detail. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's walking along the road.
1: This is around 7 o'clock
0: the same night. Yeah. Two men were passing her on the road. And they were stopped by Sabina, actually. They were walking their dog. And the men's name were Glenn Hollinshed. Shed, right? Hollinshed, I think. Hollinshed. He was a former RAF airman. And Peter Malloy.
1: hmm
0: So they were casually walking down the road. Sabina stops them. And she asked if they knew of any Airbnbs or, or any um, bed and breakfasts that were close in the area that she could stay at for the night. Let she me was, just
1: jump in for a sec. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. So, um, I just want to note they were walking on Christchurch Street in Fenton, which was a two-minute walk from the courthouse. Mm-hmm. So yep. she had been walking around for a while, and she's still only two
0: minutes away
1: from the courthouse.
0: <laughs> right. This is seven p.m. Yeah.
1: Like, where was she, Like, where was she walking in circles? Like, was she not going very far because she didn't know where she was? Like, I don't really get how that much time passed. Right? because So, they released her. What time did we say? I
0: don't have a time. Uh, I don't have a time. But I'm assuming, I don't know. I don't know. I was assuming it was earlier in the day, too, for some reason.
1: And when you said, um, I mean, this is kind of, like, irrelevant information, but just to, like, put it all out there. Mm -hmm. The RAF Airman, Glenn Holland's head. I looked up what RAF Airman was because I was like, what is this? And it's actually the Royal Air Force is RAF. So he was a RAF airman who worked for the Royal Air Force. Oh. And now he was self-employed. He was a welder, a qualified paramedic. And, like, everyone said he always helped those in need. Oh, my God. He was a paramedic. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's really sad. And he
1: was the dog's owner.
0: Yeah, he that, was the dog's owner that they were walking around right. the street. Peter was just his friend. Okay, sorry to jump in there. No, no, you're fine. Um, I didn't know that. So, Glenn basically felt bad for her, going back to he helps everyone. Right. He felt bad for her. She seemed kind of, like, distraught. She, from what I read, she was talking about, like, trying to find her sister. Yeah. At that point. And he was like, you know what? You can just stay at my house for right. the night.
1: Yeah, she was, like, petting the dog. She seemed friendly. Molloy, mm-hmm. um, Peter Malloy was a little concerned because he said she was behaving, like, nervously. But at the same yeah. time, like... You're talking to two men you don't know, and you're a girl by yourself asking to stay somewhere. Like, you're kind of making it known that you're, like, from out of town.
0: Yeah. So,
1: I could kind of see why you'd be acting a little
0: nervous. Yeah.
1: But he said she was, like, looking over her shoulder.
0: Yeah, like, almost paranoid. Yeah. And he, like, got onto that pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah. an
1: eyewitness also heard her compliment the dog. Really? And this is really weird because... There's two deferring statements here. They said after they saw her walking in a different direction than the men, like she left the men, but according to Peter, mm-hmm. he said she walked with them to Glenn's.
0: Right, I, I read that they walked So I would there. believe Peter over the eyewitness, I don't know why an eyewitness would say that. Yeah, maybe just trying to mess with things. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. From what I read, they all walked back to Glenn's house. She was, like, really apprehensive at first about Mm -hmm. going, but she finally just agreed. Right. And he lived on Duke Street, which was nearby. Yeah. Yeah, it was a close walk. Yeah. So, when they got there, she was, like, she got into the house, to Glenn's house, and she was constantly, like, looking out the window Mm -hmm. when they arrived, and obviously both of, both Peter and glenn were like this is weird like right. she seems super paranoid
1: let's also not forget to add in there that she did not mention anything to them about what about what happened in the days before yeah and except for trying to find her sister but mm-hmm. she didn't say everything that happened she didn't say she had family in ireland yeah like none of that was talked
0: about which is just like strange right and if i was to see like somebody do this looking out the window and like looking over their shoulders. I would think that they're paranoid, and to me, like, paranoid delusions is what I would think for her.
1: I forget who said, I read it, either Peter or Glenn Mm -hmm. was thinking that maybe she had an abusive partner
0: that was, like,
1: she was, like, making sure wasn't coming after, like, that was, like, what they were thinking in their
0: head. That would make sense. Yeah. Like, Log- logistically, that like would make looking sense. to make
1: sure no one was following her, you know. Yeah. But I mean, two men that didn't even know her, that's probably what
0: they would logically think. Right. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So she was just acting really weird. They were kind of hanging out all night. I think they had a couple drinks from what I read. And yeah. she offered them a cigarette to both of them, gave it to them, and then immediately grabbed it back out of their mouths. Before they got to light it, and said they may be poisoned. Poisoned, poisoned. <laughs> she's so paranoid. meanwhile she
1: was she was smoking these cigarettes beforehand. Yeah. Weird.
0: Yeah. If I was, again, this is the medical side of me coming in, but like I would think she's schizophrenic if I was. Yeah. Coming in contact. Yeah, with
1: her. that's. But I mean. And I'm sorry, I'd be like, I'm gonna find you that Airbnb.
0: Yeah, let me just call around, <laughs> I know a couple. You are not in my house
1: for tonight. Right. Very strange. Yeah. Um. So, around midnight, Peter left because he didn't feel comfortable in Sabina's, like, erratic
0: yeah.
1: presence, you know? Weird. Um, And then we're on to the next day. May 20th. May 20th, 2008. You want to start? You want me to start? I can start. Okay.
0: Well, actually, I kind of go into detail. You can go first. Okay.
1: So, May 20th, 2008. um, This was the night after Sabina slept over Glenn's. Glenn called his brother around 12 in the afternoon about local hospitals to try to help Sabina find Ursula. Because that's the kind of man this man was. They're good people. Yes. Um, I don't really know what happens in between until 7.40 at night. Glenn ended up making food for them for dinner, Mm -hmm. because he realized that Sabina hadn't really eaten, so he, like,
0: made her food. Right, it was 7.40 p.m., and he's like, shit, she hasn't eaten all day. Yeah,
1: so then he ended up going to his neighbors, and I read that the male neighbor's name was Frank Booth. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to ask to borrow some tea bags. Because I guess they were going to have tea with their dinner. This like, man is the sweetest. Like, let me... Calm calm
0: down, honey. Let me get you a cup of tea. Like, what... Let me just say real quick. What are the chances of you running into a random man on the street that offers you to stay in their house and it's it doesn't turn out and, to be And he's bad? not a fucking creep. Right. Yeah. Like, he's an awesome person. He offers to take care of her, basically. Oh, Glenn. I know.
1: Um. So... He got these tea bags from his neighbor. They gave him like a handful or whatever. And then under a minute this I read two different things. I read under a minute later and a few minutes later. I read less than a minute. So. Okay. So around a minute mm-hmm. later, Glenn staggered outside bleeding from his abdomen,
0: yeah,
1: saying she stabbed me. Yeah. Um he then collapsed and quickly died from his injuries, but his last words were, "Look after my dog for me." That literally broke
0: my heart. I was almost in tears last like, night, Like, he's not literally. even like, worried about himself. He's worried about his dog. Right, and he was yelling to Frank because Frank was still in the vicinity, I guess. Yeah,
1: I think that they were probably outside, like, in their front yard or whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't know for sure, but they were outside. When he went out, asked for the tea bags, went back in, yeah. went back out. After being stabbed and they were still just, like,
0: out there. Right. So, like, he stumbled outside and basically died because of the stabbings. He was stabbed five times before he died in the abdomen. awful. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he was going to get tea
1: bags for her. And, like, literally, he must have entered, entered the house and she stabbed him. See, that
0: kind of person that he is just reminds me of, like, somebody that's so, like caring and, like, selfless that, like, he didn't even see her crazy side. You know what I mean? It makes me suck oh,
1: And I don't mean Glenn. crazy in a bad
0: way, but she was clearly ill.
1: Yeah. So um, then, um, Frank ended up calling the police, obviously, mm-hmm. and Sabina, once again, ran away, fled took the off. scene, and this was also caught on CCTV, mm-hmm. and she was clutching a hammer in her hand, and... Um, she was hitting herself with a hammer over the head. Yeah.
0: Randomly. Yeah. I actually have two... You probably have this, but, um, Joshua Gradage. Yeah. Grattich? Yeah. He was driving by and saw her running down the road, hitting herself... Yeah. In intervals over the head with a hammer. Which, obviously... Any person would be concerned about. Yeah, like he was driving and pulled over. Yeah. Because he, stopped. he was concerned. He stopped to help her. He tried restraining her because she was clearly a harm to herself at that point.
1: Yeah, I read that. He tried to tackle her. Yeah, I
0: read that too. And I'm sorry, I have to laugh at this part. Now you are. <laughs> it's totally bad. <laughs> she pulled a roof tile out of her pocket and hit him over the head with it
1: because That's he so tried to restrain up. her.
0: And I'm sorry, but like, okay,
1: this woman stabbed Glenn. Yeah. But in the meantime, while he was getting tea bags for her, she must have been rummaging around the house and had a
0: hammer and put a roof tile in her pocket? <laughs> That's what to me. Where in did my she head, get a fucking roof tile? I was like, "Wait a minute. This girl from the video wasn't she wearing like jeans?" And she somehow got a roof tile in her pocket. I don't know. But where'd
1: she get the roof tile? I don't
0: know. Maybe she climbed up on the roof
1: before she stabbed him. I don't know. Like, that night she was, like, sitting on his roof looking at the stars (laughs) and was like,
0: let me take this for later. But, like, a roof tile? Like, it's it's so fucking weird. I don't know. (sighs) I don't know. Whatever it was. That's, like weird
1: i hope it wasn't one of those ones that you see on like like terracotta ones. yeah i know that's
0: what i was thinking and then i was like shit she was running around with with that heavy club, like, club, a, club. <laughs> like a brick running down the road in her oh my parking. god okay we should well it's really bad mm. she, clearly we're not making fun of her this is we're a making serious, fun of her
1: choices. This is a serious problem. Well, we're not making fun of them. We're laughing. Like, no. where did she get this shit? Like,
0: honestly, this is just, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and, like,
1: how did she know she would need to use it later? Right. What was she really taking it before, before
0: uh, Josh Gratich came along? Right. What was she taking that roof tile for? I don't know. Maybe she had something in her mind. And I'm sure. And the hammer. I'm sure, obviously, she wasn't in her right state of mind. And I'm sure her looking back at this, she would be like, what the hell was I grabbing that but, stuff like, for?
1: I find this case so interesting because those are answers I would love to hear. Like, right. what what was she picturing was happening in her mind in that moment? Why mm. did she need a hammer? Why was she hitting herself over the head? Why did she stab Glenn? Why did she put a roof tile
0: <laughs> in her pocket? And this is what bothers me the most about this case, I think, is, like, there's no answers to anything that happened. No. But I want to hear what, like, her delusion or whatever was. Yeah. So, the story's not over. No. It still gets, gets it's even It's still crazier. going. So, she's running, running. Josh grabs her, tries to restrain her, hits him with the roof tile, and then takes off.
1: Right. And she actually heard the paramedics and police coming. Because mm-hmm. they, like, after, I guess, Glenn got stabbed, they were checking CCD- CCTV footage to, like, see where she went. Right. And... She heard them coming, and that's when she ran. Yeah. So, she ran straight for... Do you have the... Straight for
0: a bridge. Heron Cross. Heron Cross. And she jumped off of the 40-foot bridge onto A50 Highway. A highway.
1: Let's just... Wait. I hope this is picking up the crickets in the background.
0: (laughs) Because... What? A50 Highway. 40 feet off a bridge. She... You know, immediately you're like, she's dead. No. She broke both of her ankles and fractured her skull, but she lived. And she was completely conscious. hmm Like, this... Who, who is she? I don't know, but how does she not die?
1: I'm like, just so confused. she got
0: hit by a fucking car. Twice. Right? And then...
1: Yeah. And then... jumped off a 40-foot bridge hit a highway below and was, like, I mean, she had injuries, but, like, she was alive and she was conscious. Like, who are you?
0: I don't know. It freaks me out just to think about it. Yeah,
1: it's actually, like, it makes you think, like, I don't know. We'll get to theories at the end, theories that have been said, but it's, like, really kind of scary. Yeah. Like, it's, like, superhuman almost. I don't
0: know. Crazy. So, that was all on May 20th the from Glenn getting stabbed yes. and the bridge incident. Mm-hmm.
1: And she was obviously then taken to a hospital yeah. because she just jumped off of
0: a of, uh, off of a bridge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tongue tied because it's
0: so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, skip forward to June 9th. She Oh, I have a June 6th. Oh boy. Well, there let was me see a lot of varying some... dates. Yeah. There was. But we'll just say Let's just see what I have, and then we can talk. Is it regarding her arrest? No. Yes. I have that she was arrested at the University Hospital of North Staffordshire Staffordshire on suspicion of of murder. murder. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's either the 6th or the
1: ninth. Clearly, we read articles with conflicting things, and, I mean, on top of it, too, we both did a lot of researching, and there were a lot of articles with conflicting things. Yeah,
0: and, I mean, you can't really confirm things with... Different articles Yeah, different things. I think
1: a lot of this case, too, is also just, like, very up in the air. hmm I mean, although an arrest should be written correctly. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. All right. Well, June 2008. <laughs> <laughs> she was arrested at the hospital for suspicion of murder. And then I have on September 11th, um, she was released from the hospital... But she was obviously still in a wheelchair, and she was taken into police custody at that point.
1: Yeah. Uh, this was three months later. hmm mm-hmm. And Ursula was released from the hospital the same month. Yep. But her story pretty much ends here, because obviously she wasn't charged for murder or anything. Ursula, like, after she had been, like, hit by that truck, she has just been in the hospital since...
0: Yeah, I actually have that when she was released, she went back to Sweden for a little while, which is where they were born and raised. And then back to the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, I read the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no charges against her. Um, And she went back to the United States where she became a member of the Sacred Heart Church in Bellevue, Washington. As of 2018.
1: So we don't know where
0: she's been these last two years. Hopefully not here. Right. And for my Pittsburgh people... Sacred Heart Church obviously is in Pittsburgh and it scared the living shit out of me You're that like she was the in shit Pittsburgh. Out of Pittsburgh. <laughs> and obviously there's Will a she wa- my nun. <laughs> well listen to how weird this is. There's a Sacred Heart Church, there's a Bellevue, and there's a Washington all in Pittsburgh. Yeah, stop it. And I was like, Oh my god, is this the state Washington or like just like random? Yeah, Washington? like a city
1: or whatever. Yeah, it
0: freaked me out. Yeah. So I looked it up and it's the state Washington. She's not in Pittsburgh.
1: You don't remember nun Ursula? <laughs>
0: i was a catholic school girl my entire life and i don't remember myself. okay <laughs> but yeah she went back and that was 20 2018 yeah that's yeah. when the
1: article was dated so yep. as of 2018 that's where she's at yeah but don't go harassing her because no i mean she didn't murder anyone
0: no and she was mentally ill yeah from what we would think
1: yeah so
0: then um
1: Uh, fast forward to February 2009, Sabina's trial was scheduled for then, but there were difficulties obtaining medical records from Sweden, so it was rescheduled for September 1st, 2009. Uh, she pleaded guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility on September 2nd, 2009. Mm -hmm. And I looked up what diminished responsibility was because I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. So... It reduces the offense from murder to manslaughter if it if it successfully goes through, like, if it's proven. Mm-hmm. And it allows the hospital order for treatment instead of punishment. So instead of, like, going to prison, you would get treatment. Right. And basically this is used if you're, like, mentally impaired or medically impaired where you would do something because of that medical or mental state. Right. And I read
0: that in court I think it was the judge that was talking about it, giving the final sentence, and she was basically like, I know this isn't going to feel like justice for Glenn's family, but this is what it is. We believe that the time that she murdered Glenn, she was mentally unstable, but the time that she was in court, they believe that she was mentally stable.
1: Yeah, I had that written down, too. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find...
0: Yeah, insane at time of the killing, not at time of the trial. Right. So I don't know how they determine that. They must have, you know, done multiple evals on her.
1: Yeah, after the fact. Right. Though,
0: it's like,
1: just that's just sickening. It is. And it and it's like in a way not her fault if she actually was mentally. Right. It, like impaired at the time, but at the same time like and it's really sad because um I have written down Glenn's brother actually. Oh, he actually ended up saying this. He like questioned the handling of like the the system yeah. with um mental illness because he basically was like if she had been properly evaluated in the beginning and not released right away,
0: Glenn could still be alive. Right. And I actually have it written somewhere. Okay. This is just a little jump forward, but on December 6th of 2012, this is a source that's not been confirmed. But apparently footage was uploaded anonymously to the internet that was shot at the same time that the video was shot that we were talking about earlier. And it was saying that, um, it showed two cops talking on the highway saying that the sister should have been 136th, which was an involuntary mental mental hold.
1: hold. Are you fucking kidding me? And
0: obviously that didn't happen, um... I wonder so, why, if they discussed it. Right, so it was thought that the police then went back to this crew and said, you need to remove that segment.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, because it was Highway Patrol saying it, not the actual police. Right. Oh my god, that's awful. So, that's, I wonder like, why. What's, that's a
0: theory. I don't know how true that is. Right. And if that is the case, and that, would, that should have happened, Glenn would have never been killed if they would have gotten the 136 that day.
1: Poor Glenn.
0: I feel terrible. He's just basically the guy in the wrong place at the wrong time
1: yeah a nice guy yeah
0: and as we said
1: like she stabbed him five times with a kitchen knife
0: yeah
1: um she never had any reasoning for why she did this Mm -hmm. she gave no explanations whatsoever in court every question they asked uh, asked her she
0: responded to with no comment and that, more than anything, would frustrate me if I was Glenn's family. Right. Like, why did you do this? What was the reasoning? Maybe she doesn't know. And she know. didn't have one. Yeah. I guarantee you she didn't.
1: Like, even if she doesn't know why she did it because of her mental state at the time, she could have. She could at least, for the sake of his family, explain what was going through her head at that time to try and why she fact. rationalized it at that time, and then she could literally be like, but obviously it doesn't make sense now.
0: Yeah. Like, that's not what's in my head now. Yeah. Um I have the prosecution and the defense said that obviously she was insane during the time, but not during court mm-hmm. and the defense made their case um based on a term that they referred to as fully adieu,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um or madness of two,
1: yeah. It's so, French for madness of two. Yeah. Um. What's weird about this is th- the defense claimed that Sabina was a secondary sufferer. Yeah. To this, at uh, to this, full uh adieu, and it was influenced by the insanity of her sister Ursula. Which it like basically they were saying it was a
0: shared delusion, mm-hmm. but Ursula was the primary sufferer. Right. So I did a lot of research on this because the physician assistant. Part of me was like, "What the hell? I've never heard of this before." Yeah. Um. So I'll kind of talk about that real quick for my PA friends out there. Um. So basically, you d'o is shared psychosis, um, or delusional disorder, mm-hmm. where basically delusions are transmitted from one person to the other person, and this is an extremely rare condition. Mm-hmm. Like it, I I read maybe two three case studies about it but it was very rare
1: that's weird that you just said rare because i don't know if you heard or read this part but i read in an article that it turns out and sabina confirmed it so who knows if it's really Mm -hmm. true um ursula suffered from a rare psychiatric disorder which made her hear voices she couldn't understand like, she was hearing voices that she couldn't understand. Like, she was hallucinating them. Or they were in a different language, or they were, like, gibberish and not real. Right. But Sabina said, yeah, like, she did have that rare psychiatric disorder. Mm. But at the same time, like, then how, like, they had no prior, like, disorders or records of this from when they
0: were younger. So yeah. when did this happen? When did this start. Right. And I was going to mention that like think back to prior to 20 2008. I mean they didn't have anything documented as anything wrong. Right. Right. So basically this disease also known as over the years as communicated insanity psychosis of association and double insanity. Epidemiology for this disease is very close family members and isolated communities. So people living together Like, a mother and a daughter, Mm -hmm. a mother and a son living together in the same house, isolating themselves from family, friends, everybody else, like, the outside world. Which literally wasn't them at
1: all. Right. Like, they were
0: living in completely different countries. Yeah. And so, this can happen, obviously, with two people, like, it was mentioned um, in the case studies that I was reading and with Sabina and Ursula's case. Yeah. But it can also... Be transmitted to like three, four, five people or an entire family. What? Yes. So you can have an entire family. Eww, what if we all can... get
1: <laughs> complete
0: <laughs> isolation. We have been quarantined for months together. All having the same delusions. <laughs> this is what I want to talk to you about. No I'm kidding. <laughs> all having the same delusions.
1: we That's so, there's, so weird. Yeah.
0: So if these symptoms of delusions combined with hallucinations were seen in just you know one single person it's typically considered a schizophrenia okay. but since it was seen in both of them in their twins they considered it this fully ado syndrome
1: holy shit callus
0: yeah so good job like delving it's crazy. into that medical I was side like holy met. shit this is crazy and need Not, to
1: look No, but that's like perfect for you yeah so
0: awesome. then I read an NCBI article that talked about um uh, talked about patients where two individuals were living with very minimal contact with any relatives any friends and it seemed that there was always one person who is the dominator and one person person who is submissive Mm -hmm. so in the case studies that I read like the mom is the dominant and the son was the submissive okay so the mom is you know starting off these delusions saying like I'm seeing these things I'm hearing you know I'm having I'm paranoid that there's somebody watching us yeah and because of their close relationship, the submissive person kind of takes jumps it Jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah. And they're like, oh. kind of like the I... Salem Witch Trials. Right. They're kind of like, oh, I'm paranoid too. And actually it gets to the point where they're so submissive that they start making up their own delusions to make the other person feel like they're also having delusions. Oh, shit. But from what I read, the submissive person is like secretly mad about it like they're harboring aggression that this is what they have to do to keep up their relationship
1: oh my god that's so sad yeah it's crazy Aww.
0: treatment for this disease is basically just separating each other um doing antipsychotics group therapy and family therapy
1: yes people listening let's point out therapy is not a bad thing therapy being is the on medication thing. to help yourself is not a bad thing like no. mental illness being aware of mental illness supporting mental illness extremely important
0: I'm a true believer that every person can benefit from therapy no matter if you're mentally ill or not yeah mentally ill means I mean I don't even I don't even think that term yeah
1: and like people shouldn't be like looked down upon just because they have a mental illness like everyone deals with their own shit and some people just have it more extreme than others right and when you have a mental illness completely out of your control, like mm-hmm. as we've seen in this case, well, if they really did have a mental illness, like right. we don't know for sure because nothing is known with this it wasn't case.
0: Confirmed, yeah, yeah,
1: but like, like I said before, they made decisions that like they probably like they didn't even understand in the moment, and like it's awful that Glenn ended up dying because of it. And, like, there's really, like, no excuse for murdering someone. But at the same time, if she was mentally ill in that moment... It's a real thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, you have to feel bad for them if that really was the situation.
0: Right. And they weren't in the right state of mind. I'm sure looking back now, they honestly probably don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. Which is just sad, too, because it gives...
1: No answers for Glenn's family, like, yeah. no closure for Glenn's family, just, and then like, you're
0: second-guessing, were they really mentally? Like, it's just so sad, and he was such a good person. Yeah, and, like, thinking about the submissive and dominant situation, what they're basically describing the defense is saying is, Ursula was the dominant, and Sabina was the submissive. I believe.
1: Yeah, but that's... What doesn't make sense about that for me, and I was going to bring this up to you, mm-hmm. then how come Ursula wasn't the one who took charge and murdered, like, murdered someone?
0: Right, and I was thinking, I was trying to rationalize that in my head is like, maybe that was her, like, returning the, sub- like, returning, like, the favor, kind uh, of. Well, but, like,
1: playing into the yeah. delusion
0: like you were talking about. Right. and the only way I could see this submissive and dominant relationship working is Ursula was the initial person to take off into the highway and Sabina followed. But other than that, I feel like this was kind of a shot in the dark and I don't I'm know wondering, how the defense won.
1: Right, and I'm wondering how they came up with the conclusion that Ursula was the primary sufferer mm-hmm. and Sabina was, like, the secondary sufferer. Like, I, there has how did they come research. up to that
0: conclusion? There has to be something, and, like, obviously you can't, Get that information right. from like, the mental institution or whatever that they were at, but people know things about it, and like yeah. I want to know. I know, same, All it's I know killing everything. me. Everything, it's killing me.
1: All right, um, that's it. That's it. Oh my yeah. god, that was amazing! Kelly, good job. <laughs> um, so the plea was accepted by Nottingham Crown Court, mm-hmm. and Sabina was sentenced to five years in prison, served at Bronzefield Women's Prison which where which is where she started practicing Christianity. Are you kidding? No. I didn't know that. And since she already spent 439 days in custody, she was eligible for parole in 2011. Lovely. 2 years later, 2009-10-11. That,
0: that has to be justice for Jen, for Glenn's family. Like that that kills me. That that Yeah.
1: And you know what? The same fucking thing happened to her when she went to prison that time and she was supposed to serve a day and because she already stayed overnight she served her time and now the same thing happened instead of five years oh you spent 439 days yeah you can try to get parole in 2011 and guess what she was released in 2011 yep so basically after that happened her whereabouts have been unknown we know she returned to ireland with her partner and her children Mm. and then unknown vanished fizzled out yeah we don't know where she is i wish i knew no i don't i mean we might know her and not even know it
0: no No. i studied her fucking picture creepy yeah (laughs) by the way we have a bunch of pictures that were basically screenshotted from the video itself that we'll put up on our facebook
1: oh my god some of them are horrifying well
0: it's not like blood and gore but like like their her face was clearly she was she was not not well. there. Yeah.
1: Oh, and then we have Glenn. And then, then... I have a
0: picture of Glenn because obviously you know this podcast is to commemorate people too that the victims and he was mostly. just such a good guy.
1: Mm-hmm, mostly the victims. Yeah. Um. There were a couple of theories that I'm just gonna throw out yep. there. Obviously, mental illness. We talked about the Folia do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I saw some mentions of MK Ultra.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Which maybe we should. I mean, if you don't know what MK Ultra is, you can either look that shit up on your own, or because that's a lot to explain in that one podcast. A or maybe we can cover that another time because that shit is insane. Yeah, we
0: definitely actually. If you guys listen to this and you want to hear about MK Ultra, let us know. Yeah. Because we can cover that in a different episode. Yeah.
1: Um. There were also talks of possession, or supernatural-ish mm. stuff. Wow. Um, Drugs.
0: Oh, shit. If you hear that, that's our dog going crazy at the deer. (laughs)
1: Sorry. (laughs) Um, Drugs or, as we mentioned, a suicide pact. But that wouldn't really make sense for the later on things. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. I don't know. I
0: think it comes down to mental illness. I do, too. I think... I don't necessarily believe that it was fully ado. Uh Uh-huh. I think that there was something mentally wrong with both of them, and it may have been a coincidence that they were twins.
1: I wonder, like, what the trigger was. That's what I'm
0: interested in also knowing, among everything else. Right. And it could have been, too. I was thinking that, as taboo as mental illness is, They never reported anything in Sweden or anywhere that they lived and kind of just kept it to themselves, and this was an explosion. Like They just didn't report it. Nobody knew anything of it because they didn't report anything.
1: That's just, like, sad. I don't understand why mental illness is taboo, but I like that more
0: people are becoming open and aware and advocating and, you know. We're huge advocates for it, too. So if anybody obviously wants to reach out and talk, we're here to talk anytime we don't care if we don't know you
1: no just (laughs) dm us or like
0: send us an email we like new friends
1: yeah all right uh thanks for listening i think that's about it and we'll see you next week for
0: episode
1: episode three uh friday mornings tune in
0: weekly bye guys bye